0: Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you're there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message.
1: He said, because he turned his ear towards me, I will call on him as long as... Is I shall live. And we talked about last week that we are his children. He is our father. In the same way that my ear is spiritually tuned to the voices of my children, me and my wife's children, God's ear is tuned to our ear, to, to our voice as his children. You know how you can be in a room and be a whole room full of kids. But you can hear your children. It's because of the time. It's because of the intimacy. It's because of the amount of time and what's in your heart. It goes beyond your ear canal and it goes to your heart. We are made in God's likeness and his image. And God hears us from his heart. And not only that, but he says, not only when you cry... I just hear you? I've turned my ear to you. Meaning that I have intentionally set everything aside to listen what, to what my child has to say. And so uh, today we're going to pick up on some more cries. And Tuesday night we talked about why we have the right to cry. Because he is our father. We are his children. We are due an inheritance. There is no need to shame. Hebrews 4 and 14 says we can come boldly before the throne of grace and obtain mercy in the time of need. Tell somebody, I'm a child of the king. Therefore, you don't have to knock. You can walk right in and go to the throne of your father. You come boldly. You know the way you go up to your door because you're the rightful owner? You got the key? You're You're not easing up there sheepishly. You go up there full stride. You stick your key in that door because you are the rightful owner. You have legal right to be there. Well, you have legal right to be in the presence of the Lord and make a request for mercy from your father. Tell somebody about because I have right to be there. have right to be there. Amen. Amen. And so today, we're going to pick up. Last week, we talked about uh, several kinds of cries. Amen. We're going to pick up on the cry today. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, in Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you hear our cry. And you've heard the assembly of these people, the worship that's going on in this room. We ask you right now, Lord, just to anoint this, your vessel, to speak what you have giving me on this screen. God, if you want to take me another way, that's fine. I bless you, and I love you. We already proclaim that God's people are hearers and doers of the word. We bind the enemy that will come to distract, to come steal, kill, and destroy. I call them good ground, and it shall produce much fruit in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated, but tell somebody I'm going to cry out. Amen. It's important. We talked about last week that there are several types of cries that God gives his people. Amen. He's, God said that there are several kinds of cries that God gives his people. It is not just a cry. It's not a cry of, of, of mercy. It's not a cry like a baby, like, Oh God, I need you to help me. God responds to specific cries for specific reasons. Amen. Amen. And so last week we talked about some of the other cries. We talked about the cries of, of um, a transcendent cry. We talked about that, 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 um, that woman who, who, who came to Jesus and asked him to heal her daughter who was vexed with the spirit. And Jesus said, look, you, you're, you're, you're a, a Canaanite woman. You, you're not uh, in the lineage of the Jews. You don't even qualify. He said, it is not good for me to give bread to dogs. And she said, you know what, Jesus, that's cool. Call me a dog if you want to. But even the dogs get the crumbs from the table. Because she realized that, look, I don't need the whole loaf. I just need what's in the loaf. So give me just a little crumb. And I know there is enough healing inside of that little crumb that you are willing to give me. Just a little bit of attention, God, that you are willing to give me. It's enough in that to make my daughter whole. And Jesus responded. He said, wow. I haven't found so great a faith in all of Jerusalem. He said, because of your faith, your daughter is healed this very hour. Meaning this, she transcended time because she was a Gentile, not even qualifying for the blessing that came from Jesus, but she reached into the future. Tell somebody, with her faith. You can reach into the future and bring what you need into your now. That's why the word of God said, now faith is the such. Tell somebody, now faith. Not future faith, but now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see, taste, touch, or feel. And so God said you can have a transcendent cry that can reach into the future. And then we talked about the, 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 um, the man, the woman that Jesus taught in the parable that had a relentless cry. That there was a woman who needed to be made whole and need some restitution from people that were doing her wrong before a judge. And the judge kept denying her, but she kept persisting. She kept, she kept coming to him every day. And then the judge said, look, if this lady going to keep, she keeps troubling me. And so I'm going to have to grant her what she wants. We talked about last week that so many times we give up too easy because of time. Well, God, it must be your will that I keep this going on. It must be your will. No. God said, I'm waiting to see how long you're going to persist. I want to see how bad do you want what you asked me for. Are you willing to keep praying? Are you willing to keep pressing? Are you willing to keep quoting my word and trusting in my statutes? God said, I will bless your persistence. Touch somebody and tell them, keep pressing. pressing. The devil's trying to wear us up, trying to get us tired. He's trying to make us. Here's what he's trying to make us do. Lower the bar. Well, God, maybe he really didn't mean that. And I look back over, I see what you did give me mercy. No, when God said what he said for you, he he meant it the way he gave it to you. And so God does not need you to modify. If God wants to change it, he's the boss. He can make modifications, but your job is to believe exactly for what God promised you. Amen? Amen? And so, we talked about the relentless cry. And then we talked about the consistent cry. Tell somebody consistency. It's important that we have a cry of consistency. The reason we need a cry of consistency is we need to forever be keeping, we need to forever be keeping our cry before the Lord. He talked about when he called Moses, when when Moses saw that burning bush, he saw Moses and then he said, Moses, I have heard the cry of my children, Israel. You know what? They have It's not that they just started crying. They have been in captivity for 400 years. And so we encouraged you last week that I don't care if it's been decades that you've been asking for it. I don't care if it's been decades that you've been wanting to see that husband or those children saved. I don't care if it's been decades. God said, get your list, but refresh your list, and every day make a petition for me. God, I thank you for it. I thank you for it. I believe that God is ready to do it, but I think it's time for him. He's waiting on us to get our faith in alignment with what he's already done. So just about consistency. Amen. So today we're going to talk about. Just three other ones, real quick. And I want you to pay real strict attention. And today, we're going to talk about the first one is a misunderstood cry. How many know sometimes people can misunderstand you? Amen. And by cry, I don't mean maybe you're welling out, I mean the passion that you pursue God with. How many have ever be told, been told by somebody, it don't take all that? Why you going to church all the time? I mean, I get, you know, I get stuff on YouTube. I mean, you know, the church is in my heart. Y'all ever heard that one? How you going to, uh, how you, when the Bible says forsake not to assemble themselves in your together, how you going, everybody going to assemble in your heart? Huh? Those excuses people make. Amen. But they'll pay $150 to Beyonce when you can listen to her CD. But you're going to do all that and stand in lines and all that stuff to assemble with all those people. That's the reason we can't listen to the counsel of the ungodly. Amen. Because people will try to make you shame. They'll try to make you think that you're crazy for your pursuit. But nobody knows what it's going to take to get what God called you but you. And so you don't need the approval of the peanut gallery. You don't need the approval or, or you don't need people to check out and say, girl, that's good. I'm so proud of you. Look, look, there's going to come a time that God is going to create lines of definition between the people who want something and the people who don't want something. And God's gonna, and then the word of God says, you can't walk together unless you agree. And, and, and I'm not saying you got to be in the ch- doors of the church every time it opens and you got to be here 24-7. We're not even open 24-7. But God said those that seek that hunger and thirst, after righteousness those are the ones that are going to be filled so the more your hunger comes up it's going to stick out like a sore thumbs. those of you that are not hungry and so God is telling us that you are going to be misunderstood turn with me to first Samuel first chapter ninth verse it says this this is about Hannah Hannah wanted a child so bad. And her husband, his other wife, she was able to just kick out kids like a payers dispenser. She was just kicking them out. And she couldn't have, she couldn't have one child. And back then, a woman's value was placed about how many children she could have, and particularly how many how many men's children she could have. And she's saying, God, I'm not valued. And they would go to Shiloh every year. And every year, it will be an anniversary and a reminder of her inability to produce what was in her heart. Have you ever felt? Have you ever felt that way? That you're reminded a day on the calendar. The day on the calendar, I, I, you know, I changed careers. Or the day that, that, that I left this city. That here goes another year. I'm in the same state. And I'm in the same state. But it was in her heart. And picking up at verse 9, it says this. And after they had eaten and drunk in Shiloh, Hannah rose. Now, Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple. And she was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord and wept bitterly. Tell somebody, wept bitterly. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and do not forget your servant, but I will give you your servant a son. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall touch his head. I want to stop right there for a second. Do you see right here that she not only did she want a male son. She didn't want a son to be pushing around in a stroller. I say, you know, look, look at my fat little baby boy. She didn't, she didn't, she didn't want a son so she could be taking pictures and, and putting them on Instagram and all that stuff. And you know, you know, sometimes people do. P- people, children ain't nothing but props to try to show people that they can do better. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hey man, I mean, I put pictures up. I'm proud of my kids too. But a lot of times, people put, a lot of times we 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 use stuff and things that are trying to prove stuff to people. But see, her 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 reason for having a son was not to show the other woman. See, I can have. I'm a woman too. I can I can get. I can have a baby too. The purpose that she said, I want to have a child so I can give back to you, God. So, question: What is your motive for asking God what you're asking Him for? <laughs> Tell somebody motive check, motive check. Are you asking God to bless you with finances so you can have the longest car and you can, and you can, uh, put your shades down at the, at the right time when, when people said you wouldn't be nothing so they can roll right by and see you, how good you're doing. What's your motive? What's your motive? I'm glad you're quiet. Cause I know that you're thinking. But God wants us to check our motives. Hannah said, "I want you to bless me for a son, and I'm making a vow to you, God, that when you bless me with a son, I'm not going to let a razor touch his head. Meaning, I'm going to take a Nazarene vow with him, and he and I'm, he's going to he's going to serve you all the days of his life. Bless me for kingdom's sake. That's a cry that God can hear." God, I want you to bless me for kingdom's sake. I want you to make me debt free. Because when I'm debt free, whenever there is a need in the house of God, I can write a check and not even blink. For kingdom's sake. I want you to, to heal the cartilage in my knee so I can go out there and knock on doors and compel men to come. God, I want you to bless me for kingdom's sake. I want you to save my husband so that we can be a team and we can go out there and show people that God can restore marriages. God, the, the sanctified wife, can sanctify the husband for kingdom's sake. Amen. And God said, the cry that has perspective of the kingdom is the cry that I'm going to use. But look, at, but look at what happened when, 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 she, when she started crying. And as she continued praying before the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was speaking in her heart. Remember he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak? And then Hannah was speaking in her heart. Only her lips moved and her voice was not heard. And because of what Eli saw, look, he said, therefore Eli took her to be a drunken woman. Tell me, I say, Misunderstood. And Eli said to her, how long will you go on being drunk? Now look, this is the priest. This is the man of God over the temple. And he didn't even have the discernment to see that she was crying her heart out before God. He said, put put the wine away from you. But Hannah answered, he says, no, my Lord. I am a woman that is troubled in spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have been pouring out my soul before the lord somebody say a misunderstood cry like i'm telling you people are not going to understand that why are you going to church on a tuesday night isn't the word good enough on sunday why are you all in your word all the time you weird you yeah yeah God called us to be a peculiar people but I'm telling you in order to get what God has has got for you it is extraordinary it is special and to get what you've never gotten sometimes you got to do what you've never done and you got to tune out the voices of people that don't understand you got to tune out the voices of people that ha- that don't have your vision burned on their heart sometimes even Jesus Leave us out! Meaning if you ain't talking like I talk, if you're not walking like I walk, if you're not believing with me, because sometimes in our exuberance and in our excitement of what God is doing in our lives, we'll share things with people people say, hmm, girl, I'd be careful about you. I'd be blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, that seed of doubt, people don't even know that they're being used by the devil. But it, because their fear, because they're afraid to get out of the boat, they're going to tell you, girl, if you get out there, you're going to drown. If you get out there, you better be careful. They even use the word of God. They'll say, girl, the word of God. Say, count up the cost before you go to war before you go to war. But I don't care what other people say. If God has placed something in your heart, don't you let nobody deter you. You are holy roller, you holy in and out. You think you're too good. Well, I can't guess what? If my pursuit of God is making you uneasy, then you are just about to be uncomfortable around me because I've got a destiny to fulfill. I Life, so God said, I respond to the misunderstood cry. She was murmuring, she was murmuring, she was crying, y'all. She was weeping and crying out before God so bad that a man of God, not a heathen in the street, Eli, who was the priest or high priest of the temple, perceived that she was drunk. So, my question to you is. Are you so passionate about what God has called you to do? Are people calling you drunk? Are you you so locked in to what God has called you to do? Are you so locked in? Are you so passionate? Are you pursuing what God has called you so bad that people accuse you? Girl, you weird. You getting weird. I don't hear from you no more. You know why? Because I'm busy getting ready for my destiny. I can talk to you once I get there. But I'm busy pursuing. And I'm telling you, God is calling us out. And God is not calling us to be weird like we some monks in a cave somewhere. Because we got to be amongst people so we can affect them. Amen. But there are going to be particular times where God is going to call you up to the mountain. He's going to call you into a place of solitude. Because he said it's too many voices. it's too much noise around you. You can't hear me because there is too much, too many voices in your ear. And God is saying, when you start doing it, prepare for people to misunderstand you. Amen. Does that resonate with somebody's spirit in this place? This ain't something to make you shout this morning. But I just wanted, because here's the thing, y'all. We want the movement of God. Man has been moving. The devil has been moving. politicians been moving. The doctor's been moving. The police been moving. People protesting, the police been moving. But God said, it is time now for my movement. And it's going to take the cry of God's people. Y'all know it says, if my people, which are call by my name, would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from the wicked ways, then you qualify for me to heal from heaven, and then I'm going to heal the land. Meaning that once we turn away and we, we turn away from the things that are not profitable, the word of God tells us to lay aside every weight and every sin that so easily besets us, everything is not a sin, some things are weights. Tell somebody, get light. Get light. Get light. Get light. Got to get light. Why? Because I've got to hear from God. I got to get along from God. Because why? He's the holder of the secrets. Nothing surprises him. And so who is the most beneficial you to talk to? Your girlfriend, your boy, or God? Come on, y'all. This ain't rocket science. If he's the the one holding the secrets, let's get before him. Amen? The next one is the desperate cry. Somebody say desperate cry. Desperate cry. Mark 10 and 46 says this. And they came to Jericho. And he, meaning Jesus, leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd. And in a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. Tell somebody, and he heard. And he heard that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he began to cry out saying, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. And 48 says, and many rebuked him, (laughs) telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more. Amen. He cried out the more saying, son of David, have mercy on me. And guess what, y'all? And the more he cried, the more they said, shut up, the more he cried. And eventually Jesus. Jesus stopped and said call him hey, hey, hey it's something about that guy he told us up hey bring him here bring him here bring him in and he said they said call him and they called the blind man son of him he said take heart and get up he is calling you he refused to shut up even though he was disturbing people even though he was crying out and it was unsettling people, say, Man, we're here to see Jesus. You know, people were lining up like Kanye was coming by, and people were pushing, like, like people were pushing him side to side, and Jesus coming through He said, Jesus, he couldn't see, but he heard that Jesus was passing by. Can I tell you some people, some uh, people of God, even though you may be deficient in one thing. God said, use what you got to get what you need. He didn't have sight. He couldn't line up right at the curb. He said, look, I see the way that Jesus is coming. He's coming this way and he's going to come around his curve. So I'm going to position myself. Tell somebody, he could not see, but he could hear. He could hear. He could hear the footstep. He could hear that, that the closer Jesus got, the, the, the louder the, Adequate you are, and, 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 and how and how you don't fit the mold and how you don't have the degrees. But God said, I want you to start looking in your life and look at what you do have. And God said, What I've left you with is enough to get what you need. Yeah. That's what He did. He didn't have sight. Sight is the sight is the most dominant, but he used what he had to get what he needs, And God said, we got to stop looking at ourselves and saying woe is me. And I don't have this. And God, if I only had a husband, I could do this. And if I only had this much money, I could do this. And if if I only had this, and if I only had the degree, and if I only knew these people, God said, I've given every man the measure of faith. You were born with it. When you came out of your mother's womb and the doctor spanked your hind and you began to cry, you were born with a measure of faith. And it only takes the faith, the size of a mustard seed to move a mountain. And the word of God says, without faith is impossible to please you, to please the Lord. Tell somebody, you've got everything you need to get what you want. But the devil wants to shine a mirror on and say, look, you ain't this. You too old. You too young. You, are, you know, you know uh, uh, people of, 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 of an ethnic background, they can't do this. It's a glass ceiling. But, you know, with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible, y'all. And Bartimaeus, he saw, he said, look, I don't have sight, but I can hear him coming. And I can yell and get his attention. And look at what he said. He said, and then he threw his cloak off. And he sprang himself up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do? Oh, my God. Can you imagine God crying out to God for such... Not even crying out to him for, 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 for even a, a, a specific thing. But this crying out to God and blessing and saying, Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on me. Can you imagine getting before the Lord that Jesus Christ said, God, I bless you. God, I love you. God, I'll serve you if you never do anything. But I've read in your word that you are a God that loves to give your children good gifts. And so for that reason, God, I bless you. Now I'm not seeking your hand to give me anything, I'm seeking your face. Can you imagine getting audience with the with the God with the creator of the universe? And he says, What is it that you want? I'm telling y'all, the more we cry out, the more we get the Father's heart. See, there was a certain time when all of my children, I don't care how much they done got on my nerves, there was a certain time, especially my girls, they can get say, the kid can say, Daddy. <laughs> and the girl, can get she can get about anything she wants. She, she, she had the right annunciation. And there is a, a cry. There is a thing that you can do to get up in your father's lap and say, God, I love you. God, I bless you. You are better than life to me. God, I thank you for your favor. We soften God's heart with our worship and our obedience to God. And our mission is to get God to the place of, child, what is it that you are? What is it that I can do for you? I'm your father and I want to please you. I want to establish you and I want to give you the very desires of your heart. Tell somebody, what is it that you want? And he said, Rabbi, let me have sight. And Jesus said, go your way. Why? Because your faith has made you well and immediately he recovered his sight. And followed him on the way. Y'all see that? He recovered his sight. And guess what? He started following Jesus. When God does what he promised, start following him even the more. He healed the man for kingdom's sake. And we need to be kingdom minded. Amen. The last one is an obedient in an uncompromised cry. Tell somebody unbe- obedient and uncompromised. Anybody getting anything out of this today? Daniel three. This 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 is in Daniel when when the when the the, the three Hebrew boys who were elevated as a result of of, of the elder brother Daniel. He elevated. He, because of Daniel, he got elevated, and the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego—not a Billy Goat, Abednego. Amen. They got they got elevated in the kingdom, and one of the people. How many know some people that when you get elevated are going to be jealous? They're going to be looking at you. When you name the name of God and God starts elevating you, you're going to develop some people that don't like you just simply because you did not take down, you did not have to sleep with the boss, you did not have to do ungodly things and trap people and slit throats to get where God is taking you. And the three Hebrew boys, they got elevated. And there was one guy was watching them. He said, "Oh, king, whenever whenever you call the musicians to play the music, guess what? Those three boys over there, they not bowing. And your and your and your decree said, King, your decree said that any man that don't bow to bow to the uh to the gods that you established, that they're, they're gonna be punished. So what you gonna do about that, King? Y'all know you ever know some people like that? One of them run tail that people? <laughs> snitches end up with snitches though. Amen, amen. But look, he said, "What you gonna do about that king? Your, your three Hebrew boys that ain't earned nothing—they got God's favor. They not bound. They disrespecting you, king. What you gonna do about that?" So he put put the king in a, in a, in a vine. and said, "Hmm." If I don't do something, I'm going to look weak as a king, so I got to do this big display. He said, so I'm not going to punish him. I'm going to call him to my side and say, look, guys, what's going on here? And this is what we're going to pick up in eight. He said, therefore, at the time, certain Chaldeans came forward maliciously, they accused the Jews and declared to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, the bad pipe, and every kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And then, look, 13 says this, y'all. And think that Nebuchadnezzar was then furious and enraged and commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. And so they brought these men before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar answered them and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you have not served my gods or worshipped the golden image that I have set up? Now, if you are not ready to, when you hear the sound of the horn, the pipe, the lyre, the trigon, the harp, and the bad pipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I've made well and good. He said he's trying to give them an out. See, he still liked them, but he said, look, guys, y'all making me look bad. He said that if you wasn't ready to bow, that's one thing. He said, but if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And he who is the God who will deliver, who will then deliver you out of my hands. And then Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego answered him and said, Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar, they gave him respect. We have no need to answer you on this matter. Woo. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand. <laughs> o king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up. And then Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And rose up in haste, and he declared to counselors, did we, look, this is this is 24. Look, let me tell you a little bit. What he did, when they defied he said, I'm going to give y'all one or more, more opportunity, y'all. And he commanded them to go ahead and blow the horn. And everybody else was bowing, but the three Hebrew boys were sticking out like a sore thumb with their with the backs erect, standing up, said, we will not bow. And God said, when everybody else is compromising, When everybody else is bowing down to get ahead, when everybody else is is, is finagling and and cross-contaminated with the world, God said, can you stand out and stand up? When you know it's unpopular, when you know it's going to get you criticized, when you know it's going to get you thrown in a fiery pit, he told me, he said, look guys, I love y'all, y'all my I got faith with y'all, but you making me look bad. So if you defy me, I'm going to have to do this now. Say, Cain, look, do what you got to do, handle your business. But if you throw us in the fire, the God that we serve is able to deliver us, not only from the fire, but from your hand. There is going to come some times, people of God, and listen closely, in order to get to the glory that God has called. On your job. I'm talking about when God tells you to take a stand. I don't care who is it, who is saying that, that I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna threaten you, you're gonna lose your job. You need to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Your stand of integrity and obedience is going to stand up as a cry before the Lord. And you know what he did? He got so mad, he said, turn up the fire seven times hotter than anybody has ever had. He said, y'all ain't going to defy me. Y'all ain't going to make me look bad. I done elevated y'all and gave y'all status and this is what y'all do? Y'all spit in my face and y'all not going to bow to my gods? He told them to turn the fire up seven times hotter. And when they tried to throw them in, the fire even killed the guards that tried to throw them in there. And guess what, y'all? Eventually, at 24, let's pick up at 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up because they looked inside the thing and saw the boys walking around that they were not consumed. The only thing that got burned up was what was holding them fast. And, and, And Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. He declared to his counselors, did we not... yes king oh true king he answered him he said he said but I see a fourth man that is walking around unbound in the fire and he looks like the son of the living God let me tell you something when you stand for God everybody else has to bow you gotta you gotta make Everybody standing. Everybody standing. I'm telling you, there are all kinds of cries. There is a misunderstood cry, and some of you that that resonated in your spirit that people have been ridiculing you for your dedication to the to the work of the kingdom, and people have been dead, people have been ridiculing and why are you so righteous and why are you so holy and why you do this and why you can't go out to the club no more and why you can't do this no more. Girl, you don't act like you thank you. I'm glad I don't act like I used to because God has changed my nature. I am taking on the nature of God the Father and I am dying from my flesh every day. I thank you for confirming the fact. And some of you have had a desperate cry Thank God I don't have this and I don't have that. But when I look and I blow the dust and, I, and on, upon further examination I see that I've got life. I see that I got health. I see I got strength. And God, I've got faith. And I can wrap it all up. And God, I still gotta praise. Tell somebody, tell them, use what's left. Use what you got left. Don't dwell on what you don't have. God said, use. i restore what's lacking if you're willing to use what's left touch somebody tell them use what's left use what you got use what you got use what you got God's gonna use what's left he's gonna use the residue he's gonna use the remainder of your years he's gonna use the remainder of your strength he's Maybe you're the last person that you've been faced. You've been faced with opportunities to compromise, to take down. Is there anybody in this place where the devil has been trying to tempt you to do some things on the job or in the family or at the family reunion? Oh, girl, ain't nobody going to see you. Just do it this time. No, God said, fix your face like Flint. Stand firm on the conviction of your faith. And God is going to deliver you from the hands of Nebuchadnezzar. Do you hear me? represents a king that that, that, that tries to find another way other than God. It is that world system that tries another way. It is just like the people in the Tower of Babel. They were going to build a tower to God to heaven without God. And that's this Babylonian system that wants to get wealth without God. That wants to get status without God. That wants to climb the ladder without God. But you can't go around him. You can't go under him. And you can't go over him. You must come in at the door. And God said, if you're willing to take a stand of integrity, God said, I'm going to hear it as a cry. It's going to and sitting in went wind up in the air He said God we need you I'm making a stand that God look, look here's the thing they knew that look they, the three Hebrew boys knew they said God is able they didn't say he would he's able to deliver us but they even knew that if he did not they were going to win anyway because they were going to wake up in the bosom of a loving God so I don't care if you I don't know I don't care which one you are in you may be in all three but I want you to hold hands beside the person beside you and tell them, keep crying. Come on, come on. Encourage them around you. Tell them, keep crying. Keep crying. Don't you give up. You stand of integrity? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Use what you got left. Keep crying. I don't care how many, many people tell you to shut up. I don't care how much people tell you, hey, man, you don't need to go to church all that much. And won't you come out a little bit, man? You can you can sip, take you a drink, man. Come on out with us. No, tell somebody, Keep crying. Keep crying. Keep crying. crying. Whatever you do, don't give up. Don't give up because God is listening. He has turned his ear towards your children. He's been waiting for you to realize it. He said, keep crying. Keep crying. Don't take opportunities. Whenever whenever elevation is around, there is always going to be an opportunity to compromise. Had one on this week. Had one on this week. Something that would have made my job easier. Because I work mighty hard. Would have made my job easier. But God put a check in my spirit and said no. God said don't you settle. Because I've got better. And I've had to make some hard decisions around here. But every time I did not settle. Every time I did not settle. It was Ishmael. stone not in my line? It was Ishmael, and had I settled, I'd been in a place of misery, and we as a ministry would not be going as far as we could. But as soon as I, soon as I, I made Ishmael a meal and sent him along with Hagar out into the desert, along came Isaac. Tell somebody, Isaac is coming. that, that, that child of promise that thing that you that people say you're too old for tell everybody Isaac is coming give Ishmael his walking paper don't you compromise don't you settle don't you water down what God said don't you dare God is going to send what he promised
0: thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church We pray that you were blessed by the message and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org or facebook.com slash atthefellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.